Yo, Sean, what's going on, my boy? How you doing? What's good, Tommy? How you feeling? I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm, I'm ready to get into these, you know, topics on finance. But before we dig deeper into finance, let's talk about what's going on in our financial world right now, like worldwide. So what do you, what do you think the biggest, most pivotal thing facing finance right now is? Um, I know that uh, the momentoriums are about to end soon. I'm going to say that's around um, the end of August. So that means that evict evictions are going to go back into effect. Um, I remember hearing about uh, student loan payments having to go back into effect soon too. That'll be around the beginning of September. Mm. And well, it was one more thing. Um, hmm. The student loans, the evictions, and oh, uh, the the uh, unemployment, the unemployment, the extra three hundred dollars a week. That's Ooh. that's into that. That's deep. That unemployment, because a lot of people have been living off of it. And you know, the thing is, is like, I, I it doesn't bother me that they got an unemployment. What I'm more so worried about is their integration into society to get the bag back because there seems to be a disconnect. And I don't know if you experienced this as well, but there seems to be a disconnect between work experience, like mm -hmm. time, right? Time and grade and actually being able to get the job. Do you see any major issues happening there or what's your thoughts on it? Um, so I'll give you something that came up recently. So Father's Day just passed and uh, I was out at Red Lasta with my pops. And we had to wait an hour and a half to get a table. And it's not that the that the restaurant was closed. Right? It wasn't closed. It, it, like it, it wasn't. It's not that the restaurant was um, full. That's what okay. I meant to you. Oh, gotcha. It's not okay. that the restaurant was full that we had to wait an hour and a half. But the reason we had to wait an hour and a half was because it wasn't enough workers. It's so many people who would rather choose to be on unemployment right now because they're getting more money from that rather than actually work for like a lower amount of money. Wow. So I I, I, I see a lot of people having to go back to work, right? Um, I mean, in this particular case, you know, in a restaurant, the, the restaurant I'm running smoother, um, but think about how tough it'll be um, to, for everybody to go out there that's unemployed to go look for the specific job that they want. It's, it's going to be a very tough market. Um, okay. So I, I, I foresee a lot of people having to do jobs that they don't really want to do um, because of the competition of so many people who's also looking for that same job. Okay. And, and you know, I, I kind of challenge that slightly in the fact that going out to, I think, and maybe this is just the positive, you know, empath in me speaking on this. But I think it's also a great opportunity for those who didn't like where they were. But here's the pragmatic part about that. The pragmatic part about that is you have to be very proactive and intentional about which job that you're going to go pursue. And so to our listeners, you know, I want to harp on getting out there, you know, and using that unemployment you know, cash, maybe you got something saved over. I, I hope and I pray that they got something saved over, yeah, but too. using that money to, you know, really level up out here. Cause that's going to be hard. Like there's, I, and, and I go to work and I see it every day and I saw somebody that got smart. Right. So I had, we had this worker 
she uh you know she was struggling a little bit, bit with the packages like fedex is not for the faint heart you know what i'm saying like you really gotta like get after it and a lot of people don't just don't have that you know everybody that's a lot like everybody's not made to be an artist or a painter or something like that right mm -hmm. and so next thing i know so i come in one morning i'm walking through you know because we got to go to the security gate i walk in and i see somebody behind a mask and i'm like I was like, wow, that's her, you mm -hmm. know? And so, but it showed that she was listening and seeing what, what other people was doing. She got in with the security gig at the FedEx instead of being a driver anymore. And so it was more opportunity for her to move around to a spot she wanted. Yeah. And, and be actually comfortable. Right. So, and that's, that's interesting. So this is going to lead into, you know, our first topic, um, and it's one of those things where being able to think differently from the crowd is a game changer, especially in this economy. So here's a quote from the book. So uh, chapter found in chapter two. So three quarters of millionaires admitted that learning to think differently from the crowd in their formative years played a major role of who they became as adults. You, you think true or false? I mean, you got to think differently to stand out from the crowd. So I agree with that. But so how do you, and, and so the thought process is how do you get there? How do you think differently than the crowd? Mm -hmm. Well, well, you gotta not be a product of your environment. Like you, you, you gotta be willing to go against uh, ideas that already exist and just even question, question the ways that you've been doing things and seeing if it's really just a tradition. Um, I'm, I'm like the, the, the first book that I think of is, uh, um, the word of God versus the traditions of man. It was a book that I read in my um, Bible class. Uh, and, and we, we talked about like all the different parts of the Bible and how, um, is it really with the word? Was it really with tradition? We was comparing it to what we were doing in the church. So if I was to compare that to basically the question you just asked, how do you think differently? You, you gotta you gotta question like is this a tradition or is this something you're really supposed to be doing oh that's real that's deep because when you talk tradition so there was a lot of things that i was looking so I, you know me i'm always listening to a new audio joint you know what i'm saying whether it's like podcasts or books and they talked about how um how that like people had to get out of the nine to five philosophy and go entrepreneur but now you've got people, entrepreneur is the, the, the big term for millionaires. Mm -hmm. And, but the trend's gonna come back where people are looking for the quality nine to five because everybody's not about that life. And you know, one thing that I really respect about you, Sean, is you a teacher and you rocked that. Yeah, I love it, man. Like you take ownership of that. Like you even got me thinking, bro. Like I'm like, after I get back from this deployment, somebody was telling me that, uh, like in order to be a sub you just had to have a bachelor's degree yeah that's true so i think now at this point because we're talking about like the switch up of the mindset you know what i'm saying like thinking differently i'm thinking i can podcast pick up some shifts you know what i'm saying in different realms and build pad my resume and my stats and find what i really like right like mm -hmm. that's a total game changer because I, I heard cats with some in some areas they get paid like two fifty to three hundred a day, just to sub to fill in. Yeah, and that that's that's really powerful because now you're talking about completely changing the game. 
completely changed the game. I think we talked about this the other night about you becoming a tutor or or doing some like tutoring like side stuff, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like to make big money. But at the same time, he's like, you know what, I'm gonna do my thing. But it's beautiful. And I think the the listeners that tune in, like, they gotta understand you can stay in your lane and be great, but you gotta be willing to accept that. And but you can be creative, right? You can think differently in that lane. Sean, with the Dave Ramsey boy. You know what I'm saying? Like it you 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 picked up the book, you're like, man, I'm gonna start going through this, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you're not just drawn and strapped to the book. Mm-hmm. Cause we had I had a conversation financially with a with a buddy, and he was just like, you know, Dave Ramsey was good for you in the beginning, but I you can't keep strapping your mental to that book. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I got to gotta get out and flourish and think about things going forward. Because I'm like, if I want to own a bunch of, and this is just something that I was spitballing, own a bunch of uh, semi-trucks, mm-hmm. because they can make five to seven grand a week. Sean, if I get 10 of those, we talking big money. Yeah, that's true. But the other part of that is is looking at it from a long standpoint. And I think that's why that's why, you know, like when they talk about the millionaires, they had like long term thinking. It was mm-hmm. that process. Right. And that process takes you to the top. Uh, but it, yeah, I, I think that's interesting. Uh, so for the listeners that may, you know, they're, they're going to tune into your episode and go check it out. I highly recommend by the time this airs, uh, his Sean's episode is going to be on um, on on the Hungry Millennial Network YouTube channel. And his story is extremely powerful because of the fact that, like, they, like, your parents really didn't believe that you was going to pay off that debt. No, they didn't, believe you was gonna, they didn't believe you was going to even kill it in college like that. And nothing to the parents, right? Like, at the same time, like, I, I like Gary V, right? And he's like, it's going to sound kind of vulgar, but F your parents. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, he doesn't mean it in a facetious way, but like there are gonna be naysayers out there that like try to, you know what I'm saying, swat down what you're doing and you gotta stay in your own lane because you, you came in this world by yourself and you don't leave that way. And I think it's on us to to make our day-to-day as positive as we can. So go ahead, can you speak on that a little bit to your story of like thinking differently and how you got financially free with that? I mean, going back to thinking differently, uh, I was just thinking, um, a few years ago, like, do I really have to be in debt for 30 years, right? Or 20 years, like, a lot of people hold on to their debt for so long um, that it's, it, be- it becomes a norm. Like, everybody around you is holding on to debt. And it's like, you know, maybe everybody can't be wrong. So when I came across Dave Ramsey, you know, he spit something different. Like, hey, you ain't really supposed to have debt and everything. You know, a mortgage is fine, but you might want to even pay that off. And then you want to use the excess money to start investing. I want you to start thinking that work. I'm like, oh, man, I like that. Let me give it a try. I mean, the worst that can happen is, what, I pay off my debt and I don't have money saved? I'm like, I'm all right. I, I'll check it out. Let me see what happens. You know, And I just, you know, knocked that out in about, you know, three years. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it was, it, was, it was nice being debt free. It was a different um feeling i didn't expect to feel good about you know paying off my student loans or anything like that i just thought you know check you know i got it done but i really feel free like even though 
teaching is a, a choice of mine. It was a goal of mine. It's like I get to choose this every single day. It doesn't feel like I have to do it, you know, just to make a living. Oh, man. And, and that's beautiful that you said that because it's like, you know, it's like with podcasting, right? I'm like, I spend endless amounts on ads and equipment and just, you know, a bunch of different stuff. Like you've seen the level up ever since you pushed me into the pools, like go swim, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kick my ego off the diving board. And I had to go in there. I'm like, man, I don't want to face this ego, but I'm, I'm gonna get in that water and see what I can do. But it's powerful because once you start watching your money and managing your money, you can do the things that make you happy. And where there's passion, the dollars will come. Because here's the thing, like your love for teaching, it's like there might be an opportunity out there where you just change somebody's life. And we the type of people we not looking for, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like our friendship because when we go places, it's like we can look out for each other. I got it, you got it, whatever, fine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they owe this for that, you owe me next time. And when you do that in life with money, all the doors open up. Life really starts to work for you. Because people want to do things for you because you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't yeah. need them to do it for you. It's kind of weird. There's like this old, uh, there's this old saying that like, to those who have, more comes. And I, I thought that was like some greedy, like, you know, like, capitalist type of thing but it's like it's true yeah because that love that you and the passion that you have for kids learning and growing it and you being able to like you slogging in chicago bro like as a teacher being passionate about being a teacher in chicago land that's powerful i respect that about you a lot Appreciate um, it, bro. but that like you know but thinking about paying like i'm telling our listeners like pay the bills pay that stuff off to where you can go and do what you want to do and you know what's powerful i don't know did you do any internships in college no nah, i didn't man okay but if we would have been this financially free early on because there's a part of me that thinks if i would have found dan ramsey and been intentional and deliberate about it i would have breezed through i would have got the little the little Honda boy, because I ain't need to stuff for the ladies in the Cadillac. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would have got the Honda boy and saved some money. And, but you know what I'm saying? Half my suit loans wouldn't even be there. But you know, we talked about product of environment. When you come from an environment where you ain't had nothing and you get something, it's like you want everything. And, and that's hard to break. So what was, what was one of the, if you could speak on something, what was one of the main issues you was having while getting out of debt? They like kept you because I know there's a bunch of nagging things that I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to, I don't want to get rid of that. I don't want to let that go. Uh, I, I say one of the hardest things about you know being on that journey of becoming debt free is saying no to a lot of things you want to do. Like multiple times, I was invited to like going out of the country or going to a different state. You know, going on a, on a specific kind of date with a young lady. You know, I remember one time, the, one of the girls wanted to go. Uh, Zora, to close your ears. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they wanted to go to a really expensive uh, seafood restaurant. You know, and I was like, you know, what about what about Red Lobster instead? You know, and she was like, no, nah, I don't want to go there. I'm just like, all right, well, I'm sorry, I have to get back to you. You know, because it's not part of my plan. You know. Um, I had to, I had to ball on the budget. I had to date on the budget, you know? But you know what you just did? You conditioned yourself to say no. 
And every time you say no, it gets easier every time. Yeah. Because it becomes a part of your principles. It becomes a part of your belief system. It becomes everything that you are. Like there are so many situations like I got to tell myself no to. Or, you know, like today, for instance, bro, you know, I, I liked it. Like I've been kind of leveling up a little bit. You know, I like to have nice, you know, sheets and covers and blankets. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay, let me go to, you know, Walmart. And let me go to, you know, JCPenney's. And I was like, nah, bro, TJ Maxx. And then you get in there, you find a bunch of stuff that you, you like, you don't necessarily need, but you can afford now because you ain't go get the $150 blanket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so th those are the small, beautiful things that are really, really game changing. Cause it's also hard. I don't think, I don't think the ladies understand out there how hard it is for guys to get dates and stuff like that. So it's hard to turn down the seafood boy. You know what I'm saying? You're like, man, I want to impress a chick. I, you know what I'm saying? Like I did yeah. that one time, bro. I'm glad you said no, because I did that one time in college, and it, I ain't gonna say it was, it ended up in a bad situation, but the, I didn't get the outcome that I would like. And then, at the same time, I found out the person was really, really annoying, so I took her to Red Lobster, and she's just, like, we driving back the whole time, and, you know, we college students, though, so I... I give her a little grace there, but she was just annoying. She was like, my daddy do this, my daddy do that. You know, you know how that goes in Chicago. My daddy, he do it. And I'm like, sweetheart, I'm not your dad and I'm broke and I'm in college. I cannot help you. But that pinged in my head. I'm like, this yeah. ain't the one. Like, I'm going to have to let her go. I'm going to have to let her slide on through because it just, it, it's one of those things that it costs you so much money, man. Like, and so much heartache in college that that hurts. So, our next topic, um, it is, so, many millionaires are extremely competitive and welcome criticism and motivates them to pr prove their critics wrong. So what what kind of, what, like on the, on the upswing with this finance thing and now like, what does your competi competitiveness look like? That's a good question. What does my competitiveness look Do you compete like? against anybody or are you just that guy? No, I'm not, I'm, I'm like, right now, right, right now, while I'm investing, it's not like I'm competing against anybody else. Like, I'm not trying to say, you know, I got 40% gain, you know, since last year to this year and somebody else got 50%. So now I'm trying to outperform them because now you're starting to try to take risk in, in, in investing that you shouldn't to try to compete with somebody and you lose it all. I'm, I'm going to just stick to my ETFs, you know. My my Roth IRA, you know, I you know I, I dabble a little bit in the options and the individual uh, stocks, but I, I'm gonna just stay the course, you know. Um, but as of as of right now, the only thing I'm really competitive with, I mean, I'm always competitive with myself, uh, is really becoming a better teacher. That's that's all I want right now. And what that looks like is receiving coaching, right? So I can just better my craft. Um, that's that's pretty much it. That's lit, that, and that, that's powerful because that that shows me ambition. That shows me that like I'm creating the right power circle of people that I want to be influenced by. Not financially. See, everybody they want to go power circle like money and all that. I'm like, if I don't get any money, I get knowledge, and knowledge you could take anywhere because if they strip you of your car, your house, everything else, you can figure out how to get it back. You know. 
I, I probably quoted like a bunch of rap songs and that way it's not like you know what i'm saying we out here pushing you know what i'm saying but yeah that that's the powerful part about it is is you saying i want to get coaching on teaching you know how many people barely want to show up and teach every day that's strong strong to me like with my detailing business people look at me crazy they're like i didn't know that there were you know people that did training in, in detailing i'm like i'm good right now but if i get this extra training i'm gonna tear it up because yeah. I, I failed so many times in different ways. I got the credit card boy with the Amazon. You know, they send you that little credit card. You got like, hey, bro, I got that. I think that bad boy was like two grand or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll run it up. I'm getting the, you know, the this and that and this and that. I had to, I got, I was down so bad. I had to sell my, my generator for power. I had to sell that bad boy. Cause as fast as I was getting money, it was going out. Cause I didn't value that dollar, and it, it like even with Uber, like Uber is a great side hustle. I love people that do Uber as a side hustle, but it is the fastest way to get rid of that money too. Because most people, and I was, you know, I was previous to this thinking, oh, I'm gonna get it back next week. I'm good. I'm in the city. I'm gonna treat myself. I'm gonna get the hotel, and I'm gonna get the, you know, with the with the nice dinner. We ain't gonna even talk about paying taxes at the end of the year. <laughs> oh, bro, <laughs> I'm still paying on the taxes. Yeah, but I pay them faithfully because I owe it. You know what I'm saying? I love my country, but man, I'd be like, man, what what can I do with this extra little, you know, whatever, you know? And you don't actually realize that with those taxes, you actually got to be really, really good with your money with the taxes, because mm -hmm. say if you, so I made this mistake a couple times. I put the money on a year that I had already paid in. So it wasn't going to accredit it to the year that I actually did Uber. Right. So it looked like it flip flopped and it was like, you owe this much more because there's interest on that money. People don't realize mm -hmm. with them payment plans, if you don't make your payments, there's interest on that money and the government will run it up. Just like they borrow from everybody else. We in trillions of dollars of debt, they're going to run it up on you. So, all those people that's out there doing Uber driving and stuff like that, watch yourself. Cause hey, it, you know what I'm saying? They out here taking no mercy when it comes to the United States government. They do not play about their money. No, they don't, especially after they printed trillions of dollars. <laughs> they want it you know, all. Hey, and that leads me to another thing. One thing I was I was uh listening to was like about crypto and stuff like that. They coming for crypto. Ain't no way that's why China had shut it down. Yeah. Cause ain't no way you gonna get any type of dollar without the government getting they cut. Because now you can go get a pizza with some digital currency that they not tapping into. And now what happens if you buy a house, right? And now you buy a couple buildings and now you buy a couple, you know, that's why crypto and, and blockchain is, is really, really dangerous. Like I, I believe it, like I can, I can see it working, right? Like Right lately, I've been studying uh, NFTs, non-fungible tokens, mm -hmm. you know, to like monetize like different situations and stuff like that. But you know how I think, like I'm thinking five, 10 years ahead of time, how, you know what I'm saying? Sean, we can sell, you know, you can sell like, you know, 10, 10 teaching lessons or something. And then one of them is an NFT and it's got like free school supplies in it. Like yeah. you see how dope that is, right? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, and, and you know, the lessons ain't got to be that expensive, but you just change somebody's life because now you personally taking them shopping up to say $500, right? Or something, you know, whatever you got out of that. Because a lot of times 
what what I'll find is if you do something for free for value for other people, people start talking, and now it's way more valuable because a lot of people they get afraid of free, and I'm like, you ain't got nothing to lose. You ain't they don't want to free though. Yeah, that's true. So you got to watch the circle, right? You also got to have value in that realm. But the truth is, is the better you are at your craft, the more that they'll val value free because people talk. And sometimes that's why I wanted to do this podcast with you because that buzz is powerful. Like it was crazy, bro. You know that on your profile, you got more likes did anybody that I've that I've uh, that I've highlighted thus far, like everybody wants to tune in to Sean Hudson? That's powerful, man. I told you, I'm like, we need to do a podcast, bro. And I'm glad that you started saying yes to a lot of things because yeah, I, I, this yeah, I just started saying yeah. I used to say no, like you said, you learn how to say no. It's easy. I know how to say no to everything now. Yeah, right. Like that's super powerful stuff, and I am like extremely gracious and extremely proud of you for. You know being on the podcast so uh when it, so many millionaires are extremely competitive and welcome criticism it motivates them to pr prove their critics wrong my problem is i'm like way too competitive but with myself like i get mad at myself sometimes if i wake up at five instead of four in the morning you know what I'm saying? like yeah. i'm like dog you could have did this this you could have recorded this many more podcasts made this many more memes for the brand and you know i like and then i gotta be like tommy chill yeah long game marathon you're okay it's gonna be okay and my kid she got it honest because if she don't do something right she you know what I'm saying? like she got that attitude so it, she just i went to her t-ball match last night but that girl, she's like spitting image of me, same, you know, bone structure as I had when I was a little tall, skinny, you know, real thin. And she gonna have that competitiveness straight. And it, I think it's one of those things where I think we want to stress to the listeners that there is healthy competitiveness. When competitiveness. You were, go ahead. Uh, as you were saying, uh, like your daughter was playing t-ball and you saw she was frustrated with herself. I thought about uh, the qualifiers and how um, who was that? Uh, it was it was the gymnastics, not Gabby Douglas, but the other one. What's her name? Simone Biles. Simone Biles. Uh, I, I I saw her qualifiers on like YouTube for a little bit, mm -hmm. and I saw how frustrated she got with like certain flips and stuff. And it, it looks beautiful to me. I I can't do nothing like that, you know. But you could just see how frustrated she got with herself. So it's a funny thing that, like I said, competitive, I'm competitive with myself. You're competitive with yourself. Your daughter competitive with herself. Miss um, Simone Biles is competitive with herself, right? It, it, that's a funny thing between us. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and that's powerful because if you can be competitive in your own lane, you drive other people towards success or show what it looks like. And I got tired of trying to tell people tips and things like that. I'm like, I'm just going to show them. And that's how we got to the podcasting game. Because I'm like, even if I got to talk to myself, people will come around. And, and and you pushed me to the YouTube channel to go harder on that. And uh, it, it's powerful, really. Because there were people that I wanted to start podcasts with. They were like, man, you were built to this, for this. You were built to do this. Like, like they literally apologized. You know, I'm not the type of person. I don't hold no grudges. Like life has shown me that life is too short to be mad or upset with anybody 
a lot of times it's just best to let it go. But like now they see it like, man, I want to support this. And I was, you know, I got people with way more followers than me. And I'm like, I'm just trying to spread positivity. I just want people to be their best selves because I know that we can all eat out here if you want mm-hmm. to, you know, and, but you got to want to. And, and a lot of times a podcast will show up, you know, in, in reading and a bunch of different things will show me if somebody really wants something or not. And if they don't, it'll show. So you, a lot of times you got to just let people, you know, be themselves and find their own competition. And I think that's also insightful too, because being an educator, you get to reach the kids on a level that most people will never reach them. Mm-hmm. And another great thing is, you know, being a male, you have a lot of different experiences. So they got the male and the female teachers that they can come to. Like, sometimes I just feel more comfortable coming to a guy like, hey, bro, I'm having issues with this. And you can help them calm down and use that energy and filter it through math. Right. Like yeah. when my when my math teacher reached out to me, shout out to Miss Donahue. When she reached out to me, like, and actually, hey, Tommy, I know, da, 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 da. like, I was with her son on a baseball team and stuff. She was like, you got a lot of potential. And I want you to go to college. Have you looked at Eastern Illinois? And you know what I'm saying? Like, that foundation laid a different foundation for me because I didn't even know what it took. Like, so many people are not having the conversation early enough. Mm-hmm. But, bro, you are creating a lifeline that's going to last for ages. For ages. Cause now they know a guy that they can come to that went to college that did the hard stuff that got debt free like y'all don't know if you you, you know like you an avid video game player you know yeah. once you was getting through like sonic and stuff like that you was getting the rings and leveling up and beating buddy you know beating buddy up and mario and all that you just there was a whole nother level of greatness like you're talking about the people being great in their lanes and i'm like if you can focus on you and keep your head down and ignore all the other haters and you got a solid plan because you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, like Thomas J. Stanley, you know, he addresses, you know, the stuff that he's addressing, like he, like a lot of people doubted him when he was putting these books together, you know, from the, the millionaire mind to the millionaire next door, like people like were really like, who are you talking about? And then, yeah. and here's the thing, here's the other part is you have a lot of cocky millionaires that aren't really millionaires, but like they they pretending they false flagging out here like yeah. they really strapped for cash but but like so it's interesting uh, interesting concept because people think it's new but people been doing it for the grand for years without the grand so you know I, I guess we'll end on that note we uh you know kind of cutting it a little close here but uh is there anything you want to leave the you know the listeners with you know what I'm saying for this week uh let me take a look at my notes real quick um since this since this chapter is uh success factors i want to leave the listeners with the top five success factors on page 34. is that cool okay all right so it says millionaire success factors um and then it says percentage of millionaires indicating factor very important and then in parentheses uh just important so we got very important and important so the top five is being honest with all people being well disciplined getting along with people having a supportive spouse and working harder than most people and i cannot wait to hit on that fourth point 
when we get to chapter six about the importance of a spouse. Okay, fantastic. So what was, so the last one that you touched on was what again? Uh, let's see, point number five. Mm -hmm. Let's see, page 34. The fifth one was work hard, working harder than most people. Say that again. Working harder than most people. Say that again. Working harder than most people, which shouldn't be that hard because I feel like not everybody tries. And bro, and the reason why I had you say that so many times is because all you have to do is your job. That's big facts. Like all you have to do is show to show up to work on time, and opportunities will just fall into your lap. And so many people just don't understand the connection between hard work and all of their dreams. Like I made a post. It's weird, you know. Every time this post comes up, I reshare it because I started off as a private in the military. But I had a plan. My dad was like, go become an officer. Do that. 12 years later, I'm a captain. And that's not me. This is not. This is coming from the most humble place ever. If you want it, you can get it. And every failure that you do have is going to set you up to get it. But you got to go get it now. You got to go get it. You have to be intentional today. You have to come up with a plan. Because otherwise, you're going to be sitting in a nursing home. And I delivered to, you know, I, I got quite a few nursing homes on my route. And you see the ones that are just happy to be there. They live in life, you know, like in the, the upper echelon nursing homes. And then you see the ones where their family don't come to see them. And one of the greatest things that I've ever been able to do was to be able to smile to them and give them the package and be nice and just chop it up with them. But you don't want to be that one in that lower class nursing home. And I think it's key and pivotal that you start being financially intentional, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know what I'm saying? So, we talked about so the five, the honesty, having discipline, having community, working well with others. I struggle with that a lot of times because I just don't get along with everybody. But you can find your own circle. Um, getting along with the spouses. Make sure you're vetting people. Make sure you're dating people that you actually like. Not because they look good. Because those looks are going to mentally fade when, when they're a headache and they sit on the couch. And, you know, guy or girl, they sit on the couch and they can't provide anything but a headache and looking good you're gonna be highly upset because they can't get with your plan looking good is cool but building an empire that's even better yeah the power of that's how you create two like the really power couple jay-z and beyonce that was intentional and deliberate that's how they get down that was intentional and deliberate they mesh well together and they got they both got kind of different lanes one of them was really heavy on, you know, the, uh, you know, pop culture, things like that. The other one, he a businessman. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's super powerful. And so, and then working harder than most people. Don't forget to put in that work. Yo, this has been another episode of Proactive Pragmatism, The Review. I'm Tommy. This is Sean. <laughs> and uh, we, you know, we're looking forward to producing next week's episode and uh, catching up with y'all. So we appreciate y'all.